0: I'm pulling on my driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for the drive to work. Okay, so I've been talking about Theros beyond death, and I'm up to green. So we start today with the Binding of the Titans. So one and a green, so two mana total, one of which is green. It's an enchantment saga. it's uh, the saga enters and after you dr- your draw step, at a lore counter, sacrifice after chapter three. Chapter one, each player puts the top three cards of the library into their graveyard. Chapter 2, exile up to two cards from graveyards. For each creature card exiled this way, you gain a life. And then Chapter 3, return target creature or land card from your graveyard to your hand. Okay, so this is pretty simple. Um, one of the things that we I talked about on another podcast that we... Or I think I talked about that, maybe I haven't talked about it, is the Titans. Um, I know when Ethan was uh, doing the set in uh, Vision Design... One of the things we were looking for is what are cool things that are part of Greek mythology that we hadn't done in the first three, in the first Theros, um, you know, Theros, uh, Born of the Gods, and Journey to Nyx. Uh, and the idea of the Titans was something we hadn't done. And so um, I'll get to the actual Titans in a second. But this, this is the story about the Titans. Um, anyway, it's a pretty simple thing. Uh, it self mills, which is something we let Green do from time to time. Um, Black and blue are allowed to mill the opponent. Green, green is allowed to mill itself occasionally. Um, and we, we often do stuff like mulch and things where it's like it looks for something and then the rest go in the graveyard. Uh, and then uh, you get to exile stuff out of the graveyard. Once again, it's something that green can do. Black is number one in exile in the graveyard. Green and white get to do it some. Uh, and if you exile in creatures, you, you get to gain life. So life gains a green thing. And then you get to return something. Uh, Green has regrowth, so normally when green returns something, it's anything. But for flavor purposes, uh, they made it creature or land. So, um, but this is a nice, clean, simple little um, design. I like like it. Okay, next, Destiny Spinner. So Destiny Spinner costs one and a green. So two two mana total, one of which is green. Uh, It's a 2-3 creature, enchantment creature. It's a human. Um, Creatures and enchantment spells you control can't be countered. And then for three in the green, target land you control becomes an XX elemental with trample and haste until end of turn where X is the number of enchantments you control. It's still a land. So this is one of the interesting things about making enchantment matters is finding different ways to make enchantment matters. And so the idea here is it does two things. One is it keeps them from being countered, applies to creatures and spells just to give it a little more utility. And it allows you to sort of animate your lands equal to the number of enchantments. So the idea is if you're playing a bunch of enchantments... Uh, And note that this is an enchantment, so at bare minimum, just having this out means you can turn lands into 1-1s, because this is an enchantment. Um, But the idea, if you're playing a heavy enchantment deck, yes, this allows you to start animating your lands and making them bigger and bigger. Okay, the first Iron games. Uh, Two and a green, so three mana total, one of which is green. It's an enchantment saga. Um, It's got four chapters. Chapter one, create a 1-1 human soldier token. Chapter two... Put three plus one plus one counters on target a creature you control. Chapter three: If you control a creature with power four or greater, draw two cards. And then chapter four: Create a gold token. Um, so obviously, um, Iroa is um, our version of Athens. So this is us making the, the, this is the Olympics, right? We're trying to make a toy of the Olympics. The Olympics originally came um, out of Athens. So the idea is we're doing our version of that. Um, and it's kind of fun, like, the people show up, and then some of them, uh, show feats of strength, uh, and then if you have a bigger creature, you get to draw cards. card. So the idea is you make a 1-1, you can put the 3-plus counters on the 1-1, making a 4-4, which then would trigger Chapter 3, although you can mix it up. So, like, there's clearly a plan that you can follow, and that plan will get you there, um... But anyway, it's just doing a lot of different green things. Green gets to make tokens. Green gets to put plus and plus one counters on things. Green gets to draw cards tied to creatures. Um, And then green, the the gold token, I mean, green makes... I think the gold token's more for flavor than anything else. The idea at the end that you get your your gold medal. Um, So, anyway. Uh, Next. Next is... Hydra's Growth. So, Hydra's growth costs two and a green, so three mana total, one of which is green. It's an enchantment, an aura, uh, enchant creature. When Hydra Hydra's growth enters the battlefield, put a plus one, plus one counter on enchanted creature. At the beginning of your upkeep, double the number of plus one, plus one counters on enchanted creature. So, this is a card after my own heart. Uh, I may or may not have made this card, I don't remember, but... Uh, uh, so the idea essentially is that when this enters the battlefield, you get to put a counter on it, plus one, plus one counter, and then it doubles at, at the beginning of every upkeep. So the idea is I, I put it on my creature, put a counter on it, bef- the next turn, before they can attack off, so at the beginning of my turn, uh, instead of one counter, it goes up to two, so now it's plus two, plus two, then, it, then it'll be plus four, plus four, then plus eight, plus eight, it, it, it gets, grows fast, so, um, anyway, I, if you don't know that I love doubling, I do love doubling, um. And hydras uh, are known, but are tied to growth so that's kind of cool. Okay, next Cl- Cl- cloth design. Uh, cloth is the um red green god that uh, had disappeared, that Xenagos took the place of. We now learn that they uh they were in the underworld. Um, anyway, uh, cloth design five green sorcery, uh, so six mana total, one of which is green. Creatures you control get plus S plus X until end of turn, where X is your devotion to green. Um, so, this is our version of Overrun. So, Overrun is a spell, I think, for from Tempest, that uh, all your creatures get plus three plus three and trample. Um, and so, the idea here is kind of doing a uh, Overrun for um, devotion. It doesn't grant trample because it can get pretty big, uh, but it is a, a good finisher, um, especially for uh, a heavy green deck that would. You know, if you have enough green creatures, both having green creatures means your devotion goes up, and it means they all get bigger, so it's pretty cool. Okay, Mantle of the Wolf. Three and a green, enchantment aura, another aura, enchant creature, enchant creature gets plus four, plus four. When Mantle of the Wolf is put into the graveyard from the battlefield to create two, 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 two green wolf creature tokens. So one of the issues on auras in general is the offset of card advantage. So this thing says, oh, I put it on my creature. Well, if you kill my creature, so obviously I'll lose two cards, and then I'll lose my creature, and I'll lose this enchantment. But uh, when the enchantment dies, it gets replaced by two, two, two wolves. So um, it grants plus four, plus four, and then when it dies, that plus four, plus four turns into four power of wolves, which I think is pretty cool. Um, Okay. Okay, next is Nexus Wardens. So Nexus Wardens cost two and a green. So three mana total, one of which is green. Uh, It is an Archer. um, It is a Seder Archer. Uh, It's a 1-4. It has Reach and it has Constellation. Whenever an enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, gain two life. Um, So one of the things about Constellation that is a challenge is that you have to do things that are useful whenever... like. Whenever you would play enchantment, it needs to be something that's generally useful. Um, and one of the nice things is life gain. So, um, you know, whenever we do re- re-triggerable things, landfall, stuff, stuff, life gain is, is a very clean thing. And usually it's either a white or a green. Um, I think in general—well, it depends what you're triggering on. Sometimes it'll be white, sometimes it'll be green. But it's a nice, simple trigger. Um, one of the things that, when we're trying to do certain effects, Something to think about. Like, for example, devotion has to do scalable effects. Constellation has to do effects that uh, are triggering but need to be generally useful. They can't be too situational. And so, those kind of mechanics, we do them a lot. And so, we start getting an idea of, oh, okay, I need, this is a triggered mechanic, I need things that are generally useful. This is a scaling thing, I need things, you know. And we start to learn, you know, as you do this enough, you start knowing the kinds of effects that you can do. Um, anyway. So, one of the things that's interesting as, as we design that there's a lot of repetition of design that people may not think of that having designed this kind of mechanic before makes it easier to design it again just because you're more familiar with the patterns. Okay, next, Nylea, keen-eyed, three and a green, so four mana total, one of which is green. She's a legendary enchantment creature, God, 5-6, indestructible. As long as your devotion to green is less than five, Nylea isn't a creature. Creature spells, you cast, costs one less to cast a green, reveal the top card of your library. If it's a creature card, put it in your hand. Otherwise, you may put it in the graveyard. Okay. Nylea is the green god, the major god in green, the mono green god. Um, she has an affinity for creatures. She likes creatures. So, A, she makes it easier to catch creatures. Also, um, once again, when you get devotion to five, she becomes a creature. So, casting creatures especially casting green creatures will help, like, her ability helps speed that up to her becoming a creature. And then, she also lets you hunt for creatures, so, I mean, in a good way, not a bad way. Um, let's look off the top of your library to find them. So, you know, she's very, very creature-oriented, which is it's pretty cool. Nessian Boar! Three green greens, so five mana total, two which is green. It's a 10-6 boar. It's a creature, obviously. All creatures able to block Nessian Boar do so. And whenever Nessian Boar becomes blocked by a creature, that creature's controller draws a card. Okay, so... A couple things going on here. First off, the Nessian Boar is... uh, When um, Hercules had his 12... um, What are they called? Labors. Um, One of the labors was to capture the Nessian Boar. So it's a creature from uh, Greek mythology... um, Oh, it might might not be the Nessian Boar. I mean, it it was... This is us doing the Boar. Um, But, uh... So... Anyway, it, it needs to be something that is big and scary. So the idea of making it a big creature, so like a 10-6, is pretty big and scary. And then it has basically the Lure ability. So in Alpha, uh, Richard made a card called Lure. That was an Aura. And it's all creatures must block an enchanted creature. Um, nowadays, we don't do full-out lure all that often. Most of the time we do now is what we call a limited lure, which is I must be blocked. Somebody must block me. Not everybody must block me. Not all the creatures must block me. Just someone must block me. But this one is like everybody, so—and it's a 10-6, right? So the idea is that, you know, it's pretty powerful. Um, now, if you have enough creatures that you can kill it, then, okay, you block with all your creatures. I'm going to kill a lot of your creatures, but you kill this. Um, if not, if you get in chump, in chump mode, uh, which can, can be very frustrating with this thing— that's why there's a negative on it um, or negative for the controller where whenever it's blocked the controller has to draw a card. so the idea is I'm going to be coming through with this thing but at least if you're chump blocking uh, it allows you to sort of draw cars to try to have answers to it okay Nexus Wardens oh no no no, no. sorry I, I redid Nexus Wardens um oh I just missed Nessie okay sorry I went out of order I apologize, I apologize for that um. Next, Nylea's Intervention. So this is the uh, intervention cycle. X green-green sorcery. Choose one. Search your library for up to X land cards. Reveal them and put them in your hand. Shuffle your library. Or Nylea's Intervention deals X twice X damage to each creature with flying. So now that I see this, this, this thing, I, I do believe that all of them have X and double X, meaning... One where X is just X, and one where X is a double. I, I think that was patterned all the way through. Anyway, so this thing can help you find lands, or which is something green does, or it can help you deal with flyers, which is something green does. Uh, Nyx Herald, two and a green, two, three, Centaur Shaman. It's a enchantment creature. At the beginning of your combat in your turn, target enchanted creature or enchantment creature you control gets plus one, plus one, and trample at the end of turn. So one of the things we did in this set is we connected enchantment creatures with enchanted creatures. So enchantment creatures are creatures that are enchantments. Enchanted creatures are creatures that you put an aura onto. Um, but one of the neat things is if I'm making you care about enchantments, those are I both want you to play enchantment creatures and I want you to play auras. So in this set, we, we link those together. Normally we don't. Enchantment creatures aren't think we normally do. Um, so we can care about enchanted myth creatures and enchanted creatures in a way that makes you care about enchantments in a, in a, in a connective way. The idea is things that are enchanted or things, you know, made of enchantment are something that you, you get to care about. Okay. Nick's Bloom Ancient. Four green, green, green. Enchanted Creature Elemental. Five, five. Trample. If you tap a permanent for mana, it produces three times of that mana instead. Uh, okay. So when this showed at the, um, I was on the vision design team, but this got made... I did not make this card. It got made during set design. So in the slideshow, when this card came up, um, often what happens is we're uh, at our Tuesday magic meetings um, some of the time. They're not always this, but sometimes we do our slideshows, and um, the slideshow is when the set is close to being done. It's the last chance for everybody to look at it. A sanity check. People can make comments and notes, and so is a chance to sort of make final notes before the set is done. Uh, the cards all have their art and everything. They're, they're the... As close to final, final versions of the cards that we can show. And it lets us see the, see it and sort of... Um, it's fun. A, not everybody worked on the set. And B, some people are like me. I worked on it, but not near the end. So I get to see what they've done with the set. Um, and it's just a fun experience. But one of the things that happens is uh, there are some... Um, Yelling things out on the screen. Some of them occasionally are real questions and stuff, but some of them are us just goofing around. So, um, when Nick's Born Ancient went up on the screen, um, I, I said a lot in the room, I go, Wait a minute, you can triple things? Because <laughs> I'm known for liking to double things. So, I'm all excited on the, on the triple. This is a Mythic Rare. I think on Mythic Rare, sometimes we're just like, How can we turn it up? How can we go to 11? To use a spinal tap reference. Um, so, anyway, this is... We've done numerous... Uh, mana Flare was an alpha, although it was in red originally. Uh, the ability eventually moved over to green. And this is like, how do we take this ability and just turn it up? Normally, you double it or, or you add one extra. So, this is tripling it. So, anyway, that is pretty cool. Um, and it's not even legendary. So, if you want to get two of them out, you can have nine times your mana. I mean, okay, it's expensive. But still, It's possible. Okay, Farrah's Band Brawler. Four green-green, so six mana total, two of which is green. It's a four-four uh, Centaur Warrior, it's a creature. When Ferris Band Brawler enters the battlefield, it fights up to one target creature you don't control. So, this card is, uh... One of the big conversations we've been having is, is green creatures entering the battlefield not appropriate for green? And we haven't really resolved it yet. Obviously, we made one here. Um... One of the dangers is that green is supposed to be dependent on creatures for dealing with other creatures. And I know how in a vacuum you're like, oh, well, a creature fights well there's a creature fighting another creature. But on some level, um, it, it, I mean, it, you do have a creature, but it does act a lot like a spell. Um, like Our joke is, you know, if you made a 1-1 death type creature that enters the battlefield and fights, that's kind of just a, a creature destruction spell. You know, I mean, this is not exactly that there's a body, but anyway, we are putting under close scrutiny. I'm not quite sure where we're going to land. Um, but one of the issues with green having... having we definitely, in, in the recent past, uh, like just like we're looking at white to figure out how to make white better in certain areas, like Commander and stuff. Um Green is something we've stretched a little bit that we're looking at. Have we stretched a little bit too far in some areas? So we're definitely looking... We're looking there. Renata called to the hunt to Green Green. So, four mana total, two which is green. Star, three. It's a legendary enchantment creature, demigod. So, this is a green demigod. Renata's power is equal to your devotion to green. Uh, like I said, all the go- demigods their power or their toughness is equal to your devotion. Each other creature you control enters the battlefield with an additional plus one plus one counter on it. So, uh, she definitely uh, kind of like Nylea, encourages you to play a lot of creatures and then gets rewarded off you having a lot of creatures, especially mono green creatures. So, the idea is, oh, we'll play... play you know, make a mono green deck, play lots of green creatures. Your creatures will all get bigger. No, nope. her ability works on any creatures, not just green. But her devotion to green encourages you to play green, uh, and then she just gets bigger. So that that is pretty powerful. Okay, next up, Satessian Champion. Uh, it's a one three human warrior. Has constellation. Whenever an enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, put a plus one plus encounter on so a test and Champion and draw a card. Uh, so this one's pretty good. Uh, once again, we we did make the change on the constellation cards that they themselves are enchantments. But that allows us to push things a bit more. So this not only um, there was a card in Journey Knicks that drew you a card, Constellation draw a card. This one not only draws your card, but it also makes it bigger, so you get to grow. So you get a growing creature in addition to the card. Um, one of the things that we got asked a lot about is that uh, we say that white gets narrow card drawing enchantments is narrow. Why do we put this in green and not put it in white? Uh, I think in retrospect, if we had to do this all over again, I'm not sure we we put the rider the plus to plus one counter necessarily. We might have a different rider because that's a little more green than white, although. White can do it a little bit. Um, but uh, I, I do think if we had to do this over again, the card drawer would be in... Uh, the Constellation card draw would be in White. Um, not not that Green can't do it. Green can do it. But I, I do think that White could use it a little more, especially in Commander. We are looking for place, places to do card draw in a way that does feel White. Uh, and this is an area where it does, so uh, I, I do think in the future we're going to look for more opportunities like that to, to let White do that. Voracious typh- Typhon say Typhoon, but that's not what it is. Voracious Typhoon. Two green-green, so four mana total, two which is green. It's a 4-4 four, four snake beast. It's a creature. It's got escape, five green-green. So exile four other cards from your graveyard. Um, and then it escapes with three plus one plus one counters. So this is another one of those creatures that just gets a lot bigger. So like, for example, it's a four mana 4-4. Four, four. That's okay. It's not amazing, but it's okay. Um, but, um, after it dies for seven mana... Along with four cards from the graveyard, you get a seven-seven. So it's a four. It's four-four-four-four-four. That then on becomes a seven-seven. I'm sorry, a four-mana four-four that becomes a seven-mana seven-seven. Now, given each time you bring it back, you got to do four cards. Um, so that I mean that is that's a resource. You can't bring it back infinitely. Uh, but I think it's a, it's a pretty fun escape creature. Okay. Okay. So I've gotten into gold now. So acolyte of affliction. So, two black-green, so four mana total, one of which is black, one of which is green. It's a human cleric, two-three human cleric creature, obviously. When Accolade of Affliction enters the battlefield, put the top two cards of your library into your graveyard. Then you may return a permanent card for your graveyard to your hand. Okay, so what it does is it's self-milling. said something green can do. Uh, and then green can regrow, so green can regrow whatever it wants. Regrowing a permanent is fine. Um, so the idea is it self-mills and it lets you regrow a permanent um, the reason this is black-green is, oh, A, uh, self-milling can be done in black and green, um, and um, blue, for that matter. But both black and green can self-mill. And, um, returning a permanent card to your hand, black normally just does creatures where green can do anything, so... But the idea of I self-mill, which black does more than green, and I can re-grin gr- something, uh, is something that is definitely playing an overlap between black and green, um, you're getting back a little more than you would in mono black. Um, but the idea that you're, you're getting a permanent is, is trying to feel like it's a combination between black and green. Um, the other thing is black and green, this is, I'm pretty sure, the uncommon signature spell. So one of the things we do for drafting purposes is, is most sets, we will make a cycle of uncommon gold cards, two-color gold cards, that sort of reinforce the strategy of that color combination and give you a card that helps you with it. So, black and green in this set have a a focus in the graveyard. Um, They use graveyard as a resource. I'm sure there's some escape, you know, there's a bunch of escape. Um, And so this card is sort of helping you get there. It's helping you sort of, um, because it's putting stuff in your graveyard, maybe things with escape or or resources that you can spend, and then it's also letting you get something back. So, it's sort of um, doing what black green does a lot, which is graveyard as a resource of putting things in and taking things out. Okay, next, Ashiok Nightmare Muse. So three blue, black, so it's five mana total, uh, one of which is blue, one of which is black. It's a legendary planeswalker, this is Ashiok. So plus one, uh, i one, create a two, three blue and black nightmare creature token with, quote, whenever this creature attacks or block, each opponent exiles the top two cards of the library. So, whenever it attacks a block, it mills them for two. Um, Then, it has minus three, return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. Then that player exiles a card from their hand. Um, So, it gets back a non-land permanent. This is something um, Blue can do. Uh, And then, minus seven, you may cast up to three face-up cards your opponent owned from exile without paying their mana costs. Um, Oh, sorry, the minus three ability, return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. Oh, it, it's bouncing. Sorry, it's not regrowing. It's bouncing. Then that exiles a card from their hand. So, um, blue-black has a card called Recoil. So, that is Recoil. So, that's a blue-black effect. Sorry. And the minus seven is, it lets you cast up to three cards that have been exiled. Now, notice um, you are, when you mill them, instead of uh, to the graveyard, it's exile mill. Meaning, they exile it. So, when you're when you're making your, your um, nightmare creatures, they're milling your opponent, which are exiling cards. And you use the second ability, you're making them um, exile cards from their hand. So the first two abilities essentially are building... Oh, I didn't mention this. He starts with five loyalty. Um, and so the idea is that um, he's a... Uh, sorry, not uh, they. Ashiok is a... Um, Ashiok is a nightmare planeswalker. Uh their power comes from harnessing nightmares. And so uh, the idea that they make nightmares, the nightmares make people lose stuff from their hand because fear can, you know, drive you insane. Um, And then uh, they can sort of mess with things and make you mess with your memory and bounce things and mess with your memory. And then uh, it can harness those things that are part of your memory. um, Asha can harness them and cast them. Um, so it's a pretty cool it's a pretty cool card Um, okay next Atrus Oracle of Half-Truth Half-Truths two blue black so four mana total one of which is blue one of which is black it's a 3-2 legendary human advisor it's a creature it's got menace Uh, when Atrus Oracle of Truth enters your battlefield target opponent looks at the top three cards of your library and separates them into a face down pile and a face up pile and then you put one of those piles in your hand, and the other in the graveyard. Um, so, it's uh, it's there's a card called Factor Fiction that did this first, where you divvy things, and you your opponent has to divvy your cards into two piles. So, the interesting thing here is, one's face up and one's face down. So, you get to play um, some fun games. Um, your opponent basically has to sort of, like, no matter what, they're going to divide it into two piles. Um... Odds are it'll be 2 and 1. I mean, they could do 3 and 0, but there's no choice. Unless they just want you to have 3 cards for some reason. There's no real reason to do that. Maybe uh, maybe in a multiplayer game where your, your opponent is someone who's helping you. Um, but anyway, so it's going to be a 2 or 1 pile. But your opponent gets to choose what's face up and what's face down. So at bare minimum, you get to draw 2 cards. No matter what, you can draw 2 cards. Because they're going to divide into a pile of 2 and a pile of 1. Or even they do 3 and 0. No matter what, you get 2 cards. Now, it might be face down. You don't know what you're getting versus something face up that maybe you want or don't want. Um, a common trick with this is uh, to put uh, their two best face up cards face up and their worst cards face down um, and then go, oh, well, those are good cards. Wow, what do, what do they make me not want? that they put it face down and then their curiosity gets the best of them and then they get their worst card. Um, so a good little trick. Uh, doesn't always work, by the way. And if you're... If your opponent's onto the fact that you might do that, then maybe they just take it. But anyway, uh, assuming the face-up cards have any value, uh, it's a cute trick. Okay, next. Calyx, Destiny's Hand. Two green-white, legendary Planeswalker Calyx, loyalty four. um, Plus one, look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal an enchantment card from among them and put that card into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in random order. Uh, Second ability is minus three, loyalty. Exile target creature or enchantment you don't control until target enchantment you control leaves the battlefield. And minus seven, return all enchantment cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. Okay, so first off, we were on Theros. We really wanted to do a... um, We really wanted to do a... um, enchantment-based Planeswalker. We were on an enchantment-based world. Um the only one that we had existed. Like if you look at artifacts, there's all these planeswalkers that care about artifacts. Tezzeret cares about artifacts, Sahili cares about artifacts, Karn cares about artifacts, um Doretti cares about artifacts. And then even stuff like Dak and Dovan all have smaller, you know. So we've done a lot of artifact-based planeswalkers. We've done one, Estrid, I think is the only um enchantment-based planeswalker we've done. And Um, For franchise reasons, the character didn't make a lot of sense here, so we decided to make a a brand new uh, Planeswalker that was dedicated to enchantments. We made it green-white because those are the the key enchantment colors. Um, So, Calyx does three things. One is um, you may search for enchantments, right? You can look at the top four cards of your library, get enchantments. So, A, the plus one is you can go find enchantments. The minus three is you can deal with things by sort of turning any of your enchantments into an Oblivion Ring, essentially. It's like, well, as long as this enchantment sticks around, okay, I get rid of that. Uh, You can get rid of uh, creatures or enchantments. Um, And the final one, um, I made a card back in Urza's Destiny called Replenish, which puts all enchantment cards from the graveyard into play. It's a pretty powerful card. That is Calix's um, uh, uh, ultimate. So... Uh, the card really just says, hey, hey, play a lot of enchantments, I'll find them for you, I'll, 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 I'll use your enchantments as a way to answer problems, and I'll help you get them back later in the game, which is, like I said, having played, played many replenished decks in my day, uh, is quite powerful. Okay, guys, so I'm not quite done, I'm close, uh, so hopefully I'll have one more podcast, and I will finish up. But anyway, uh, I had, traffic was pretty good today, so, um, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna wrap up for today, uh, this is, this is a little quicker than normal, though, so you guys get it. Normally, I'm over 30 minutes. I'm just under 30 minutes today. Uh, so, uh, what, what, yeah, it's, it's the podcast where uh, low traffic takes away content from you. Uh, but anyway, it's almost 30 minutes, so I think we can call it a day. Uh, anyway, I'm at work, so we all know what that means. This is the end of my drive to work. So instead of talking magic, it's time for me to be making magic. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.